Burks on his feet. He looks up and gives me a grin and says, Hey dude, you too must be from Marin. Marin County's A-OK from Tamastin and all the way to M.A. Fresh organic veggies in the market every day. Welcome to the Run TMC podcast. That is the Run the Marin County podcast, a podcast about basketball in Marin County. I am Duffy Ballard, and with me, as always, except for when he's a correspondent, is coach and friend and iced coffee drinker, Dave Levine. Hello, Dave. Unexciting vocab today from you. I'm feeling shambolic. Whoa. Whoa. Was that on your SAT prep, Dave? That was not. That's more slangy. No, no, no. It's feeling disorganized, chaotic. But ironically, I did prepare that word. So So not shambolic. Not unshambolic. Yes. Yes. It's great to see you, Duff. We're we're here. We're sitting outside on a beautiful sunny day, a nice respite from the rain. And this is bringing me back, Duff. This is where we were sitting when we recorded our first podcast. That's true. That is absolutely true. The intro to the first podcast. Intro to the first one. And here we are, 31 episodes. Is it 30? (laughs) Where are we? Yeah, and we haven't aged a day. No, we look so good. Uh, We've got the magnolia in bloom. I don't know if you noticed, uh, Dave, there are some daffodils sprouting up. Uh, Hopefully our golden poppies will start to emerge soon. So after all that rain, a little hint of spring. And uh, you can almost smell the NBA playoffs too. I'm thinking the word verdant is coming verdant, to me. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. 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 Okay. Green. Green. <laughs> Green. But it, it's verdant plus because there are, there are other col- colors involved here. You know what, Duff? That's a nice segue into my spreadsheet that I have that's tracked our NCS and oh. NorCal. And when teams win, I highlight the row in green. That's true. And then when they lose, you don't want to be too negative. You don't put them in red. You put them, what would, is that like an orange brown? It's like a taupe. Taupe. Yeah. You put them in taupe. Fuchsia. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well done with that. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Before we jump in, Dave, did you watch the Warriors last night? I read about it. I didn't watch it. I was watching film for our NorCal game, but I heard that Jokic got the best of us last night. He sure did. Yeah. Clay came out on a heater early on. Dubs got up. I think close to 20, 20 points, but then you knew the game, you knew the game was not going to go our way when the Nuggets went on this huge run in the second quarter and Jokic was kind of scoring at will yeah. and getting other folks involved, ended up with a massive triple double. But Dave, I mentioned this in part because I brought out this, this issue of the New Yorker and this article, I'm going to give you this afterwards, but it's an article about, about Joker called No Joke by Louisa Thomas. Clever. Like many New Yorker articles, it's maybe a little bit longer than it needs to be. I'm only about three quarters of the way done, and I've been working on it for a couple of weeks. But just a couple little nuggets that I think were great. So you've heard of P3 down in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. Dave? Yes. Your brother went there. He did. Yes. He did. He did. He wrote an article about it. Yeah. It's a, you can go there. I believe they have clientele from all different sports, but they kind of do focus on NBA 
and it's you know across the board performance evaluation injury prediction so they do things like vertical leap but they also do they have like these force plates and they have you jump on them and they can kind of predict what the load is on one leg versus the other and you know they could predict susceptibility to certain injuries and help inform training anyway when Jokic went there a while ago i think it was before his nba career 2014 he went there and he had at that time the lowest recorded vertical leap they had ever seen there any guesses dave what the vertical leap was yes i told you before we started so you i wasn't listening to you (laughs) 11 inches well no he's a little bit better than that 17 17 inches wow which is i I think that's probably about you and i combined right now i was gonna (laughs) say that sounds pretty good to me yeah But he did the, apparently, I don't know the specifics. Apparently they also did, they have an assessment that looks at how quickly a player can get the ball as it comes off the rim at height, whatever height, you know, the player's hands are, how quickly they can get their hands there and get the ball off the rim. Yeah. And he had the fastest time ever to get the ball off rim. Just, and you notice that, you know, he doesn't have to jump. He's just so quick at grabbing it. Right. And Dave, he also off the charts in terms of his ability to decision make. Decky. You know, Milosevic yep. passed away sadly recently. Yes, Warriors he coach. Used to do drills with him uh, once again before coming to the NBA where he would have him, they'd pass him the ball and then a coach on the sideline would flash a number of fingers, two or three or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jokic would have to make a decision based on whether it was odd or even number of fingers, whether to pass the ball or make a move and go. And he picked up on it so quickly, Dave, that they're like, this is not challenging him at all. So they would then put another coach on the other sideline. So two sidelines, two coaches, Pat pass the joker the ball, and they'd each flash fingers. And then he'd have to do the math and decide whether it's odd or even, and then respond, pass or attack. Just a brilliant, a brilliant player. So fun to watch his, his passing, his court vision. So that I'm not surprised by that. And. And it's great to see that he is able to be, you know, MVP, NBA champion with, you know, obviously he's a very, he's a big guy, but he doesn't have the traditional physical talents that a lot of NBA players do, but his cerebral capabilities are so off the charts. Yeah. So for those kids out there looking to get better, he's a model, obviously he's big and coordinated, but what sets him apart and LeBron and some other players sure, similar with just decision-making and the ability to make a decision faster than someone else. And it's hard. Some of that's innate, Dave, but you can also train that through repetition and through focusing on it, like going out there. If you're playing pickup, all right, today, I'm going to try and read that backdoor cut, or I'm going to try to read the post up. I'm going to try and make more decisions quicker Mm -hmm. in a game rather than just go, you know, thoughtless. Yeah. So many of the drills that we do as coaches are getting kids comfortable with making quick decisions and being instinctive, right? So like the small side of game stuff that we do and Joker is just so good at that. Cool. That's interesting stuff. I will read that article. It'll probably take me about three weeks. That's okay. I'm passing this along very soon. Okay, great. Uh, You hear those dogs in the background, Dave? I do. Just so you know, that is the, uh, we call that the doggy gauntlet. There are, there's a house there has three labradoodles. They're often out in the yard all day long. And if there's any sort of pet that walks by Oakcrest there, that will set off the doggy gauntlet. And then in turn, the story will make its way on the next door. Doggy gauntlet will go silent for a while. 
and then cycle will repeat itself. Which is the joys of suburbia, I guess. Yeah, right. All right. Should we get to the update, Duff? Yeah, I know. You're just itching to get to the update. Yes, I agree. Well, Dave, great job with this spreadsheet. And so what we're going to do is we're going to cover the NCS game starting from semifinals to the finals. And then we're going to do our sponsor break. Great. And then we're going to come back and we're going to preview for those remaining teams, those few select remaining teams. We're going to preview what NorCal's looks like. I think, Dave, let's start with the girls this time around. Great. For the girls' side, the teams that made the semifinals, Redwood, Marin Catholic, San Domenico, and then our friends University in the city. Redwood faced Moreau Catholic in the semifinals at Redwood. Very tough game. And Redwood was able to win by a, by 11. Low and scoring. A really good game. Marin Catholic beat American Canyon in their semifinal game to get into the finals. San Domenico, we beat Mount Diablo in our semifinal game in pretty convincing fashion. And then University beat Justin Siena to get to their finals. And then in the NCS finals, Redwood at Dominican University beat Northgate 50-41, to the first NCS title in Redwood Girls history. Congratulations to Zach Barolo and that team. Amazing. In a doubleheader, Marin Catholic beat Maria Carrillo 56-41. to That's the third straight NCS title, I believe, for Ashley Saya and the Marin Catholic girls. Just an awesome team. And then I'm proud to say that our San Domenico girls, for the first time ever, won NCS as well. We beat a very good Cornerstone Christian team, 62-39, to in a, in a really great showing at home. So that's our first ever NCS title for San Domenico. University lost in their NCS final game to St. Patrick, St. Vincent, 60-40, to but they are eligible for the NorCals, and we'll talk about that. So three Marin team, girls teams, all win NCS, Redwood, Marin Catholic, and San Domenico. Really great outcome for us. Congratulations. Yeah. So Dave, I should have mentioned before, but I'll mention now we we do have some correspondence. And so much like our latest episode, yeah. going into the quarterfinals of the NCS, we're going to have some correspondence weigh in. And there was a correspondent at your game for the last 8.6 seconds. Oh, I've heard, I, I think that correspondent is a real big hitter. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, congratulations. Really happy for you guys. The gym was electric. They're full packed house. And uh, just really happy to see Coach Fulton get the NCS title. Coach Skaggs looked very pleased too. And yeah, really just a great atmosphere. And, Love uh, San Domenico. Thanks, Steph. And thank you for being there for the last 8.6 seconds. And Coach Skaggs did say when they were making the post-game announcements and giving the kids their medals, that that was Coach Fulton's 604th career victory. Wow. Well done. Okay, should we go on to the, on to the boys? Yeah, okay. All right, so semifinals. So San Domenico played the number one seed, Head Royce, and uh, they lost 52-39. to 39. I spoke a little bit to Coach Gaffney. He said their plan against Head Royce was to pack it in, dare them to shoot from outside, and try and take their time on offense, slow down their break. Head Royce, a very athletic team, likes to get out and run. They succeeded in keeping scoring down, but per per Tyler, they just San Domenico just could not make enough shots. So they lost by 13. Last year, I believe they lost by 10 in the semis. So a similar result, but because they are Division 5 and they made it to semis, San Domenico does move on to the NorCals, and we'll get there in a second. 
Archie Williams. So we had a, a tough one, Dave. We could not stop Britt Burton for Piedmont. I believe he was 12 for 16 from the field. Right. They're six foot, six foot six inch senior. And on tape, we'd seen him shoot threes and dribble drive. But in this game, he just like passed the ball, gave it up, went down, cut really good off the ball, catch the ball and just go up. And we could not stop that. So uh, they got they got out to a pretty good lead. As we've done all year, Dave, we really sort of didn't give up, very gritty, battled. And then Owen Bugas had one of the most amazing quarters I've ever seen any player have at any level. He scored 24 points in the fourth quarter of that game and ultimately brought us to within three. Although, to be honest, Dave, the game was not quite that close. Owen finished with 47 points, which we subsequently learned is a new record for NCS Division Three in a game and the prior record was by a game uh, by a player that probably you'll remember the name uh lamon murray oh yeah played uh, for cal yeah and uh, that was he that was playing for kennedy and he scored 43 points against mount diablo duff and, your buddy julian husbands mentioned lamon murray as one of the toughest players he ever played against. i think perhaps the toughest yeah 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 yep when yeah julian went to cal around the same time so just Again, congrats to you and Russ and the coaching staff and all the players on the Archie Williams team. You guys put together an incredible year, a heavy sophomore-laden team, right, mm-hmm. with very few seniors. Owen, obviously a, a huge contributor, but not a lot of size, not a lot of experience, and you guys just found ways to win games. You were so fun to watch. Came back from some unbelievable, you know, down 20 in the third quarter kind of games. Yep. So really commend you guys on a great season. Thanks. Thank you, Dave. I actually honestly thought the same thing was going to happen in this game because we'd done it a number of times. So totally. we were we were going to come back. We were going to find a way. But Piedmont executed. They did not take bad shots. They did not turn the ball over. And then Britt would just get inside. So any run we made, he just negated it. Uh, we thought in the locker room, Dave, we thought we had a decent chance of making it to NorCal's as an at-large seed. But as we were in the locker room after the game, we saw the score come through that Bishop O'Dowd had lost in Division One mm. semis, which would give them, as we reviewed on our last podcast, would give them the at-large bid. So okay. anyway, enough about that. Moving on, Dave. So Branson was in the semis of the Open Division against De La Salle. They lost 62 to 54 in that game. I think TT was great through yep. three quarters from what I heard. And then in the fourth quarter, Branson scuffled a little bit, but still a great showing against excellent team that finished second overall, ultimately in open. And then we were at College Marin over the weekend, Dave, to see Branson play for third place against San Ramon Valley. Have a couple correspondent clips of that one to share with share with everyone branson got out to a good lead 62 46 san ramon valley made a, a really impressive comeback and ended up closing it to within three branson uh, pulled out the win 69 66 for third place and they move on to to norcal's as well yes yeah it was a fun game yeah all right so we're going to sprinkle in some some clips here and then we're going to come back and it's going to be sponsor time. Sounds great. This is Eric Sable with a correspondence report from the North Coast Section Division Two 
girls championship game Friday night at Dominican University between Redwood High School and Northgate. And both teams coming into the final with very compelling storylines. Uh, for Redwood High School, the first ever appearance in a sectional final for their girls' basketball program. They had to get through very quality opponents, San Marin for the quarters, and then Moreau Catholic for the semis. And on the other side, Northgate at a six seed had to go on the road and beat number three, Miramani, and then number two, Montgomery, by a total of five or six points between the two games. So they came into the final absolutely battle-tested and feeling very confident. And early in the game, Redwood uh, jumped out, had a very strong showing on offense, and also showing that they're a very quality defensive team, both in the half court and the full court. They had a five-point lead at half, and they were able to extend that to six at the end of three, but Northgate was not going anywhere. Their 5'10 point guard, Amelia Schrag, was showing off her range from about 28 feet and also an ability to get her way to the basket and the free throw line. But Redwood, as they've done all season, really brought it by committee. Some huge baskets, both down low and from the perimeter. Also clutch free throw shooting late ensured a 50-41 to victory for the Giants. Again, their first ever appearance in a final and their first ever North Coast section crown. So congratulations to Coach Borello, his staff, and the girls of Redwood High School basketball. They move on to NorCal this week. It remains to be seen if they'll get bumped up to Division One, or if they'll remain in Division Two. But Redwood, like Many teams were seen across Marin County, not just the sectional winners, San Domenico and Marin Catholic, uh, but a lot of other squads that are young and that have a ton of promise, not just uh, within the confines of Marin, but across the Bay Region and California. Very exciting to see what happens this week. And of course, looking ahead to next season, there is going to be a lot of great girls basketball happening in Marin. Hey, Dave. It's your correspondent, Duffy, here. I am at San Domenico. It's February 23rd. They just turned off the scoreboard, but when I walked in with eight seconds left in the game, it read San Domenico 62, and the opponent, 39. From what I heard from our friend Scott Tachiki, who was sending me text messages, because Dave, I was at work and unfortunately missed virtually all this game. But great first half. The girls got out 18 to 8. Things were cooking, getting to the line, getting interior buckets, and stretched it out in the second quarter, up 33 17 at halftime. And then maybe the third quarter, maybe a little lull. Got in foul trouble, slow quarter, lead chunked down all the way down to a five-point lead. But that's when about when I got on my bike to head over from the ER uh, to the gym. And by the time I arrived, 62-39, you guys were putting away. Congrats, NCS Chief. I'm here with my correspondent, Dave Levine. 
We have Branson, 67, San Ramon Valley, 66, 8.8 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. A great comeback. What do you think, Correspondent? It's a one-through-one zone that did the trick, huh? Duffy, I don't know if you remember, but at the very beginning of the fourth quarter, I said to you, here comes the SRV run. You did. And Branson was up 62 to 46. Let's just say I did. I think you did. I, did I think you did. Yeah. Uh, it was 62 46 going into the last quarter. It is now 67 66 Branson. So SRV went 1 3 1. Um, Branson had a couple bad possessions, and SRV went on a nice run. And then uh, momentum is a crazy thing. We've had a couple missed free throws on both ends. And now we have 8.8 seconds left. SRV is called timeout. They're going to try and drop a play to get a bucket. TT just missed two. Could have Could have made a three point game. Yeah. And let's, Dave, let's discuss the number of people that left the gym at the end of the third quarter. I think we saw Jake Vasquez. We might have seen Owen Bugas. Owen Bugas. I just texted my friends, Lily Reeser and Avery Conklin, who left yeah. mid-third quarter, and I said, you guys are missing a good game. Well, here we go. We're going to come back. We'll have, we'll have another recording in one moment here. Yep. Here we go, Dave. Inbound to five. 24 going left. He's pushing it in. Comes back to his right. Tough shot. Uh, it's getting tipped away. There goes Jace. We're back, and it's sponsor time. All right, let's see here, Dave. Do you have your menu item from the Hub uh, queued up? You know what? I don't even need to look. I love the Cobb salad. I believe they call it the Keto Cobb. It's a really good salad, and so when I go to the Hub, I'm usually getting the number four, the chicken burger, or the pesto chicken sandwich, as I've talked about, but sometimes, Duff, I want to be healthy. I want to look like you. I want to be lean and mean, so I go with the Keto Cobb. It's a really good salad. The dressing is awesome. It's packed with good, fun stuff that's not necessarily lettuce. I'm always satisfied. I love the hub. Not lean and mean, lean and clean. There you go. Occasionally clean. Yeah, I would just add on. Yeah, the salad's amazing. Also, with the sun coming out, the longer days, it is a great time of year to go and get a little happy hour, sit out, da- sit outside at the, uh, the picnic tables, soak in some sun. And the hub really becomes the hub. Once we get to these longer days, warmer weather. Very true. So, All right. Well, what about Medium, Dave, Medium, where anyone can read, write, and find an audience? So a reminder that listeners of the Run TMC podcast who have never subscribed to Medium will receive 25% off their first year by going to medium.com slash discount and entering the code RUNTMC. That is RUNTMC, all caps. Excellence. How about our friend Karen Horstmeyer? Karen with a C, C A R E N, uh, fantastic player, coach, basketball ambassador, and one of the best real estate agents around. So if you're interested in buying or selling your home, give Karen a call. You can go to karenhorstmeyer.com, C A R E N H O R S T M E Y E R, or just Google her. She's the best. Thank you for your support, Karen. And to Jeff Skaggs and the Nike San Domenico camps, it's definitely the time of year where you want to start booking your summer basketball camps, Dave. Uh, It's not too late, but it's not too early either. So go check them out on the web and can't recommend the coaching staff there any higher than what I've just recommended their coaching staff. Agreed. Great staff, great camps. Love the Nike camps in San Domenico and love Coach Skaggs. All right. On to CIF. NorCal's. All right. So 
as we've made it through North Coast section, we've talked about this, that there are certain teams that either if you win your division in North Coast section or depending on the division, if you made the final game or the semifinals, you advance to the Northern California tournament. And now from here on out, you lose, you're done. And I'm happy to say that we have three Marin teams on the girls' side that have made it, plus university, that's four. And on the boys' side, Duff, I believe we have two Marin teams remaining, right? Branson and San Domenico. And And I didn't mention university because I believe I decided they're not a Marin team. Okay, that's fine. I'll I'll allow that. (laughs) So I can start with the girls' side for NorCal's and this the so the seedings came out yesterday this we're, we're recording this on Monday February 26th Sunday afternoon at around four o'clock finally the brackets were live and I will say some controversy here Duff so this concept of competitive equity has been talked about a lot amongst coaches recently basically what what the CIF does is after the North Coast section is done and all the sectionals are done, they look at all the teams that are remaining and they essentially reseed them and replace them in divisions based on, it seems, just they rank them kind of from top to bottom. So Redwood won NCS for Division Two girls. They are the 12 seed in Division Two for NorCal's. Now you would think as NCS champions that they would get a higher seed, but it's a very competitive bracket. So they are going on the road to play Evergreen Valley. I believe that's in San Jose. Verdant. That is, yes. Tomorrow night, Tuesday at Evergreen Valley at 7 p.m. Evergreen Valley is 21 and 6. So solid team and it's a home game for them. If Redwood is able to win that one, they play the winner of Colfax and St. Patrick St. Vincent. Two really good teams. We played Colfax last year. They are awesome. And St. Patrick St. Vincent just beat University in the division four NCS finals. So tough draw for Redwood. Good luck to our friends, Zach Borello, KK and their squad. Marine Catholic wins North coast section division three. They get bumped up all the way to division one for NorCal's and they're the 10 seed and they have to go across the bridge and play St. Ignatius on Tuesday at St. Ignatius at seven o'clock. St. Ignatius is really good. I've seen them play a couple times this year. They actually played in the Marine Catholic tournament in December, but did not play against Marine Catholic. Uh, they played Redwood twice this season and beat them both times. SI is really tough. This is a very difficult draw for Marine Catholic. Phenomenal year for Ashley Saya's team. Good luck to them, but that's a tough draw. Speaking of tough draws, my San Domenico girls won NCS for Division 5. Duffy, they didn't move us up to Division 4. They didn't move us up to Division 3. They moved us up all the way to Division 2. And we are the 15 seed and we have to go on the road tomorrow to Fairfield and play Vanden at Vanden. I watched video all night. That's why I'm in sort of a bad mood. Vanden's really good. This is going to be a tough one for us. And, you know, we've had an unbelievable year. I'm really proud of our girls. First NCS title in our school's history. I was hoping that we would maybe get bumped up to D3 and have a high seed in D3 to get moved all the way up to D2 is an honor. And we're proud of that, but this is a tough draw being a 15 seed playing Vanden. So wish us luck. They're good. They're big. They're athletic. It'll be a, it'll be a tough game. Is that, is that grinding noise I hear? Is that, is that you clenching your teeth over there, Dave? Yeah. It's not the dogs barking in the distance, as you said. I, I, I'm sorry. That, that's a tough one. And I think, is it possible that being a viral 
podcaster has elevated the stature of your program to a level that you perhaps got more respect than you wanted? Duffy, as the great Kelly LeBrock said in a commercial when we were young, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Lastly, I will give a shout out to our friends at university. They are the number one seed in Division Three. They host Northgate at Keysar Pavilion tomorrow night, Tuesday night, five o'clock. And Northgate is the team that Redwood beat in the D2 NCS final. So that'll be a good battle for university. But university's got a reasonable path to a state title potentially in Division Three as the number one seed. So these games are all really fun. And this is really it, right? This is you lose, you're done. So wish all those Marin teams good luck this week. So don't lose, Dave. Don't okay. Lose. All right. I got one question for you. Cornerstone Christian, a school I hadn't actually heard of before. Yeah. I'm sorry. What's their mascot? Oh, what are they? Seems like there's a lot of possibilities for alliteration with Cornerstone Christian. Are they the Cougars? <laughs> I don't know. All right. We'll look it up. We'll look it up. Okay. On to the boys. Yes. I'm going to look up Cornerstone while you're doing it. I have to admit, I've lost some degree of interest, Dave, since we're no longer in the mix. I get it. Um, but uh, uh, no, I, I take that back. Branson, really cool to see them playing at the highest level in NCS. And once again, they're in the open for NorCal's. And what a season, what a what an amazing team. And they have talent up and down the roster. But in particular, watching TT and, and Jace play together, pass the ball, move the ball in transition. Just really impressive. So they are the number six seed, and they play Clovis North on Wednesday at Clovis North. So I won't go into detail on this game because we received a contribution from a correspondent, and it's excellent that he will give us, he'll introduce himself, and he'll give us a a really good preview of this game. So I'm going to bypass any more discussion of that and go on to San Domenico, the only remaining only other remaining boys team alive. And they actually got a favorable seeding, a favorable situation. They are the number two seed in division five. They probably could have been bumped up to division four, but they stay in division five. They play Lowell on Tuesday at San Domenico. And then they would play, if they win, they would play the uh, winner of Orland and Futures on Thursday. The number one seed is another team from the BCL Athenian. Athenian lost to Head Royce in the finals of D5 in CS. So good luck to, to San Domenico. Lowell has some talent. They have a couple very dynamic guards and a good big guy. Perhaps not a ton of depth after that, but a, a, a good challenge. And apparently they were they missed at least one, if not more, players during the regular season. And so their ranking would be, their seeding would be, would be better if they'd had their whole team the whole way through. So a good challenge for San Domenico, but we're definitely hoping that they make a deep run. And uh, they have San Domenico still a pretty young team. They got a lot of players coming next, yep. back next year. So this would really be setting them up for like a little run of, of success. So good, good for Coach Tyler and the program. Happy for the Panthers. And let's get some San Domenico wins going this week, Dave. Indeed. Two things, Duff, to add. One, I was right. It is the Cornerstone Christian Cougars. CCC. Thank you for the alliteration. And two, I want to make a correction. Already a player control. Redwood girls beat Moreau Catholic in the semifinals 47 to 41. I gave the wrong score earlier. Sorry. How dare I? The spreadsheet said 44-33. That was wrong. Oh, that was the San San Marin game. Okay. Bad copy-paste job. Copy and paste. Copy (laughs) and paste. There we go. (laughs) University, by the way, they did win... NCS Division Three, 
over Piedmont, and they are the number seven seed in Division One, and they play Monterey Trail. And if they were to win, they probably would play San Ramon, San Ramon Valley, yep. who moved down from Open to Division One. So that would be a tough matchup. That San San Ramon Valley team is is quite good. So did we cover everything here, Dave? I think we did. So. You know, the, the the schedule, by the way, for NorCal games, if people want to watch them, we, we mentioned the games that are Tuesday this week. The next games are Thursday. And then Saturday will be the semifinals of NorCal and the NorCal final will be the following Tuesday. So a week from tomorrow. And then the state championship games are that Friday or Saturday. So a week from this Friday or Saturday. And that's it. So we really have two weeks left of the high school season. And we'll probably have one more, at least one more update like this, maybe yeah. two, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then, Dave, we are going to transition starting middle of March to same sort of format, but the content is going to be less Marin specific. We're really going to take deep dives into the sport of basketball with experts from across the spectrum, but we'll also be talking nutrition. We'll be talking training we'll be talking how basketball can save the world so we we're lining up a number of great guests some of them will be reduced coming back to the podcast for a second time yep and others will be completely new and we think you'll like the change in focus which will be for a couple months before we take a little time off for the summer so that is the the broad view of where the podcast is going sounds great and i'm excited by what the guests that we have lined up and this has been super fun to do this with you duff thanks again to everybody who's listened and given us some love it's been it's been great and as long as you know people like what we're doing we'll keep doing it and it's been rewarding also like we were at the as you said duff you and i were at the branson open game the third place game a couple days ago it was fun to see a lot of people in the stands just watching basketball a lot of people who were there just to just to watch a good basketball game. Yeah. You had Kevin Vasquez was there. Yeah. The Wrights were Brian Wright was there with Jason and Catherine Wright. Yep. Uh, Owen and Jake Vasquez were hanging out together. It, yeah. It, it was fun. Good, good crowd. And just fun to be part of this community or even more a part of this community than Absolutely. before we started this. Before we sign out, uh, sign off, Dave, would you like any of these sour grapes that I have in this bowl sitting next to me? No, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I wish you guys had made NorCal's Duff. I would have. I wanted to see Archie play some more. We're going to do our best to keep our season alive tomorrow. I'm going to go back to watch some video right now and, and get ready. Yeah. Into the bunker. Well, we'll talk more about this in the future, Dave, but you just informed me today that based on next year's rules for NorCal, Archie would have made NorCal's this year. Yes, the rules are changing. The competitive equity thing is changing, and actually we'll we'll probably have you know, Tony Butler or somebody else who knows more than we do on to explain the new rules. But the system is changing because as we've hinted at today, it's not a perfect system. Yeah. Before we go, Dave, I do want to acknowledge that the information about the records for NCS single game scoring records came from John Zagoni, Alameda, used to be their PA announcer. And you can actually find on the CIF website document that he has put together and has updated for, I think, quite a long time. It's called The History of NCS Basketball, 1915 to 2023. 
And it is 438 pages long, Dave. Okay, I'm going to go memorize that right now. So, but it is cool. I mean, you can see, you know, names that like Darnell Robinson has a scoring record in there. Eddie House has a scoring record. Oh, yeah. Uh, Billy Archer, who we, Sam Rafael, hi, great. Yep. Anyway, it's a very information dense read, but you can take a look if you're interested in records and such. Oh, I will do because I am interested. Darnell Robinson scored a lot of those points on me, Duff. <laughs> Before you fouled out in the first quarter. Exactly. Exactly. All right. This has been the Run TMC podcast. That is the the Run the Marin County podcast, a podcast about basketball in Marin County. This has been yet another postseason special. Thank you for listening. All right. Keep pooping, everyone. Hi, this is Steve Tonello. I'm the assistant coach at Centerfall High School, and I'm here to give a scattering report of Clovis North, who is Branson's first-round opponent in the Open Division of the California State Championships. Uh, first off, I just want to say we're very proud of Branson and their achievements this season. We know they went in with big expectations, and they've met them. And it's an amazing achievement for Branson and Marin, and we're just we're all pulling for you. So first off, common opponents. They both beat Vanden and Campbell Hall. They both lost to Salesian and Windward. Branson beat Reardon while North lost to them. And, but North just beat St. Joseph's, who Branson fell to earlier. Branson's ranked 18th in the state. Clovis North is ranked 13th. What we're getting at is that it's a pretty even matchup. And it's going to be really fun to watch. What you need to know about Clovis North is that the coach, Tony Amundsen, is a legend up around Fresno. And he coaches two of his sons. His first, the most important one is 5'10 point guard senior Connor Amundsen, who's going to Dartmouth next year. And he is their leader. He's their leading scorer, leading assist guy. In fact, he's the all-time leading scorer and assist guy in Clovis North history, despite missing his junior year. So the whole offense revolves around him and the decisions he makes. Great shooter, great ball handler. His brother, McKay Amundsen, is a 5'9 shooter, a sophomore can really light it up, can really handle the ball too. He's going to be at a point guard next year, and he's actually really good finishing around the hoop, even though he's only 5'9". You have another senior, Jordan Espinoza, 6'3", wing, who's going to Cal State East Bay, which is a Division II school. He is an excellent cutter and finds open gaps. He's a perfect player to put next to his two Edmondson brothers because they find him. And when he gets hot, he gets really hot. Do also have two 6'6 kids who play. One of them is a sophomore lefty, Elias Gish, who can shoot it. Sometimes those two kids play together. Sometimes they sub in for each other. But that's really the height that they have in their team. Offensively, they play fast. They push the ball. Sideline break. They get the ball up without a dribble. And if they don't have anything, they bring it back out. Get the ball to Connor Amundsen. And sometimes I've seen them a lot in a one-four set where they just give Connor Amundsen a lot of room to, to create. And if they help, they cut. They move. He finds the open man. Hit threes kind of hard to, to guard when he's got a lot of space like that. I've also seen him clear out for him, and he'll go one-on-one to the right side and throw a hammer pass to the opposite corner for an open three that's usually Espinosa out there. What else? They, If you want to zone him up, Jesuit did that. I watched that game too, and he actually, that's a really smart team, and they pass the ball around, they find open gaps, and the two Amazon brothers shot him out of his own. Jesuit couldn't keep up. They had to go man. Defensively, they're in man the whole time. They switch. They pick up high as soon as you cross the half court. They're on you. They, sometimes they overplay the passing lanes, in which case you can hit them back door. I saw that a couple of times. And when the ball goes to the baseline, they'll chaff them behind. Their big thing is that they have a 2-2-1 press. And it's an interesting press. They have the, the sophomore Amazon at 5'9 up top with the 6'6 kid Gish. 
And it's just to really give you a different look. They're not really trying to pick the ball off. They want you to bring the ball up with a little bit of pressure. And then once you cross half court, they're either going to trap or they're going to poke it away from behind. So Branson's got to be really mindful of that. Call Wolf and someone's coming. Otherwise, they fall back in a scramble and trying to cause turnovers. This really cause a lot of ball pressure. The keys for Branson, help on Connor Edmondson on drives. Get them to give up the ball. Dare their role players to beat them. He's a good player. He's going to get his, but you get him to give the ball, it's going to be helpful. Transition defense. Take away the next pass. Make them dribble. Have them set, uh, have them set up on offense. That's okay. Branson, you're going to be fine defending him in a half court. Punish their press. They have size but not much rim protection, but be in control. One thing I saw a bunch was that Connor Edmondson is the back guy on that 2-2-1 press, and he takes charges. He takes a lot of them. It actually seems like it's part of their, their game plan is Drive on us, take the charge. So you got to be in control. So I speak for all of Marin, to wish Branson the best of luck and a big win in Fresno. And we hope to see you play Reardon in another minute matchup in the city. That's going to be a great time. So go Bulls. Burke's on his feet. He looks up and gives me a grin and says, Hey, dude, you too must be from Marin. Marin County's a Organic veggies in the market every-